Welcome to Diplomacy, the podcast for communications in mergers and acquisitions, brought to you by Corporate Diplomat. With our guests, we will discuss how the financial, economic, political and social context can actually impact the value created by a transaction. My name is Louis de Schallemer, and I will be your host. Gilles Mougenot, welcome to Diplomacy. It's a great pleasure to have you with us today. Gilles, if I may say so, you're one of the legends in investment oh. banking. <laughs> you have traveled throughout the world and you're leading today one of the large European private equity funds. Can you tell us who and what made the person you are today? Louis, your question is related to, to the DNA. So... It's making a short story long because you are talking about the, if you talk about the DNA, it's uh, your blood, your ancestor, your history. So I will start with my family because uh, I had one specificity, uh, let's say like that, two grandmother, entrepreneur and CEO. So not grandfather, but two grandmothers. So in my family, the women were quite important. And by the way, uh, entrepreneur. One, because she, she became a widow in 1940, and the other because my grandfather was unable to really have a strong or solid job, so uh, she was forced to uh, create her own company. So this is uh, the basic elements. The second layer is bourgeoisie, So, but uh, sometimes people are using the word bourgeoisie as an, in a negative term, which is not my case, because I think that the bourgeoisie, it's a combination of uh, people who are honest, hard worker, involved in his village or uh, city or um, uh, environment. So uh, I like the idea that I'm a bourgeois from, the, from Paris, from the 16th district where I'm born. I've been educated and I uh, had my three kids there. So, voila. So, uh, I think that's it's uh, probably uh, these elements, DNA, grandparents, family is counting for 50%. The remaining 50% is uh, linked to the, uh, to the experience, to my personal background. I'm a lawyer by education. Very important. Lawyers means a lot of things, which is a logic. The way you, you see the world is in, like an organization and you have to play with the organizations, with the rules. You have to apply the rules, but you have also to create uh, what I like the most is jurisprudence. You, mm -hmm. I like to be pioneer. And I think that I was one of the pioneers in the uh, LBO's market in, in continental Europe when I joined Initiative Finance in 1985. So educations, background. And the rest is experience, because uh, I joined uh, Initiative Finance in 1985, so we are talking about more than uh, 37 years of experience in the in the buyouts market in Europe, and, and not only in Europe, because I spent some of my time outside in in very interesting country like Egypt, Belarus, Tunisia, and Morocco. The last. The, I am still involved in Morocco, where I'm still a member of uh, an investment committee of, uh, of a fund there, and still very interesting. Gilles, so you, you mentioned just 
this long-term perspective that you have been able to acquire as well and the number of experiences that you went through. Can you give, let's say, top three evolutions or one really thing where you say the world has changed so oh. much? And when we look at the dramatic changes that we live right now, what is a constant? The constant is the sunrise at the same, or rather at the same time, the, well, but it's moving. Huh? The, the nature, uh, the environment is moving when, when I'm looking at the TV and, uh, and watching the, the news regarding uh, what happens, uh, global warming, uh, fire everywhere. So uh, probably the nature is always changing, but there is still some, let's say, uh, very traditional elements. It's not true anymore. Nothing is true anymore. If you come back to the, uh, to the family, so the family uh, 50 years ago was a man who is married with a woman who has kids. And this, this has totally disappeared. So we're not, the, the traditional family is uh, maybe for uh, a part of the population and the rest now, we're talking about a couple of lesbian, couple of gay, LGBT. They are not the father or the mother of the, of the child. So even the family, which was one of the pillars of the bourgeoisie, has disappeared. So uh, yes, everything has changed. There is no permanency. The, the only thing you can say is uh, love still exists. Uh, voilà, brotherhood, work, let's say very, very basic element and notion still exist. But if I compare life with, a, with a, a recipe, so maybe the recipe is the same but the product has a totally different taste. If we take this back into, into the world of private equity, of investment banking, of mergers and acquisitions, so you have written your book, Tout Savoir, so know everything about investment. You said 50% of you, who you are, is experience and education and background. What does not fit in a book when you go about investment banking, investment itself, private equity? What does not fit in a book? I used to say today that uh, I'm not capable to learn. I'm capable to teach and particularly because I am a sort of library. So uh, if you uh, if you mentioned to me one company, one sector, one country, then I can come back and has my brain, do you remember something very near to these subjects? And inevitably, I will come with an idea because if you study, let's say, in average 20 deals a year, and you multiply the 20 deal by 37, 40 years, means 800 cases. The only thing I cannot pass in a book is, is a case studies. The experiences links to the case studies. I can bring conclusions, I can do some synthesis, but if you ask me, can you really explain what you have seen in your last 40 years? No, I'm not able to pass. And that's why the experience is unique, because if you buy a book of recipes, you are not transforming yourself in a chef. You have only the recipes, so exactly the same. You have maybe the recipes in my book, but uh, it's helped you, I'm sure, but it's not transforming you as a CEO of a, of a fund. It's helped you to become maybe a CEO of a fund. How do you define success as an investment? How do you look at a case? So you said you have seen hundreds of cases because in order to translate 800 cases, you have seen thousands. 
there's only 800 that went through. Um, <laughs> so probably I've seen 10,000, 20,000. So how do you define success and what is the filter you use when you look at, at investments? First of all, we have a, a, in Argos, we have a, a thesis of investments. We claim, and that I think it's true, that we are transforming businesses. So it means that uh, the sort of businesses that we are looking at are imperfect situation, which can be improved by our experience and our team, our paddles, which are the tools that we are using. So taking those elements or imperfect situations, what is fantastic and what is a real success is really to apply the methodology and the elements that we have identified during the due diligence and see after a while, it can be two years, five years, seven years, that we have really transformed the business. This is, a, for me, the success. Taking an imperfect subject and bringing the subjects to something which is more perfect. Still imperfect, but at least uh, uh, less imperfect than uh, when we when we bought it. And honestly, also, I have to also to insist on the also the human resources, the human relations, because honestly, this is a, something which is very important, and it's also in the, in the Argos DNA. I, I think we are good people. You know that uh, the financier in general they didn't have a good reputations. Uh, they don't have any good reputations for sometimes good, but but mostly for bad uh, reasons. And I think what is important, and when people are working with us, when we are selling the company, and if you ask them, for me, what is absolutely uh, important, not only the fact that they have gained, talking about the management or, or the employees who have been involved in the transactions, but not above the uh, capital gain, the money, the experience that we share all together and the fact that we have values and during our the, the time of investments, things were honestly managed, transparently managed. It's something that the question of trusts is something that I hear very often. So is that what you establish? Absolutely. Trust to say what you do, to do what you say. I think the trust factor is probably one of the key items. Yep. I shared with you in preparation of the conversation a reference to a study that looked at the initial reactions to an announcement. So you have seen the, the reference, so that's the Synergy Solution. It's a book that has been published very recently where they said, okay, out of 1,300 deals, the first reaction on the stock market had a significant impact on the midterm or at least after 12 months, how it turned out. Is that something that resonates with you in the way when you look at a file where you say mm, something was wrong there and I knew it, your little voice said it, but you went through. Do you see something like that? Not really. Why? Because uh, if I look, uh, I'm just making a reference to our investment committee where the decisions took place. So uh, where I come back to the feeling that we have, uh, sometimes we're super excited about the business. Sometimes, let's say, uh, more with a mitigated, uh, let's say, opinion about deals. And the result is uh, sometimes totally disconnected to the initial enthusiasm. So uh, no, I don't share totally the view that uh, the announcement or the presentations is uh, predictive. Good. 
I trust your 37 years of no, experience. No, but it's a very interesting uh, concept <laughs> because uh, sometimes uh, you have 100% of the IC, so means six people, different skill, different education, coming from different countries. So it's always very interesting when you share a common view. And uh, if it's uh, okay for everyone or means enthusiastic, is it uh, predictive? I'm not sure. Because live, you remember the, the Tom Hanks comment, uh, life is like a box of chocolate. Huh? So you never, you never know what you, what you got. So you can probably uh, apply this phrase for Gump in real life. You just mentioned an investment committee. You have probably composed a number of investment committees. Probably some of your bodies are long track bodies probably a mixture of two and, and sometimes it changes. How do you compile an outstanding investment committee? Oh. What makes the difference for a good investment committee? First of all, the, the, what is very important when you, when you have an investment committee is to know them well, to trust them, and also to have diversity. That's why uh, the fact that uh, more and more private equity are pushing to have more women in their investment committee is absolutely critical. And we are not very good at it, to be honest with you. We try to promote internally. Why? Because uh, basically, uh, women are 51% of the population. And uh, if you have a committee of only men, then you represent only 49. So I think it's wrong. You need a, a certain level of diversity, educations, and we are a European group uh, with, uh, I don't know how many uh, different nationalities. So it's very important because uh, still, it's still the case that the Nordic are, non, are not comparable to the uh, Italian and the French are not comparable to the, uh, to the Flemish, for example. So uh, you need some people, some diversity in order to really understand the different uh, angles and, and particularities of the different countries and on different sectors. So, uh, voilà. So, uh, you have to mix. The common elements is to have the same view, same, let's say, visions, huh? but uh, coming from different uh, experiences and profiles. Yeah, truth is, is a mirror that broke into pieces, right? How do you, in investment decisions for yourself and, and when you see within, within the market, the relevance nowadays of sustainability, how much of it is a greenwashing, how much is authentic commitment, and how do you make a real added value in the decision-making and for the business out of whatever criteria you use in, in terms of sustainability? If I'm taking the uh, philanthropy, uh, I remember very well my, my mother who used to say, if you donate, don't look at the reason why you donate. What is important is a change. And I will apply the same attitude to ESG. Yes, there are, there is, there was some greenwashing. We know that we are not perfect people. And in some cases, and that's uh, maybe one of the key elements of private equity, which is the compliance. Why private equity is so important for the development of uh, undeveloped countries is because private equity is forced to be compliant with regulation with law. And by evidence, we have to comply with the new ESG rules. So uh, it's not greenwashing. It's for me more compliance. 
second again uh, i was mentioning the global warning and every day today uh, when you are looking the the uh, what's happening in the world just to stress the environment point is super important but not only when people are complaining about the status of the situation of the of the world today i say yes but do you think it was much better 50 years ago sometimes people say yes the good old time but when i'm referring to the good old time i'm talking about minorities so if you yes for a bourgeois a man born in france well educated yes for sure uh, maybe the, the it was a good old time but for the rest of the populations minorities poor people etc etc they were under huge pressure so uh, i think that the world with the new rules about social uh, governance are making the world better for let's say uh, the rest of the populations and it is uh, absolutely crucial for us to try to uh, adapt ESG so myself I'm in charge of the ESG program within uh, within Argos we just hired uh, one very senior person she in order to develop ESG policies within our portfolio companies and that's uh, there are a lot of things to do so that's why I'm not uh, pessimistic about environment i think that uh, you can we can really ameliorate and change drastically the world if we are taking the thing seriously and i think that uh, people are taking more and more seriously uh, esg you said earlier Gilles, that that the financial community itself does not necessarily have the a good image because very often okay it's the money maker and you're the rainmaker and you can decide if you invest money yes or no and the entrepreneur will suffer or whatever how much entrepreneurial contribution do you have in your investments does it matter to you how much the entrepreneur or the entrepreneurial team develops or could you invest into anything that's basically just money making how do you support the success of the entrepreneur or how do you define your role in there yes I used to think that it's uh, entrepreneur and, and management team are crucial for SMEs. But when you look behind even the, the listed company, you see that uh, the personality, uh, the capacities of the manager are absolutely crucial. So uh, Elon Musk or Stephen Jobs, they are people who are changing the world. And it's, uh, or at least they are changing their, their own companies. So uh, I think that uh, the entrepreneurial approach the capacity of the managers without the money and we are the money they are the people who are who are managing companies it's absolutely the combination of the two is still uh, absolutely uh, necessary so uh, the entrepreneurial uh, let's say elements are still key and particularly in the in semis so when we are looking uh, companies and we have an internal rule in our I see in Argos is to see at least one time the managers all together because something happened when you are talking to them in a common sessions. So we, we have before the IC, we have 100 pages, 150 pages regarding the company, due diligence, blah, blah, blah. But uh, something is happening when you are dealing with people, when, when you have the, the body language in front of you, when, when the people are answering to your questions. I still very important element. 
would you intervene or does your company intervene once you have made an investment in management development or selection? Ah, yes, we are majority shareholders. So it means that uh, we have a number of rights. We are key to uh, on certain decisions. And uh, one of the decisions is related to the top management. Yes. Yeah, it is critical. Gilles, if I, if I summarize a little bit our conversation, Okay, we said there is a legacy, there is experience, which makes the difference in investment and in development. So there, there is some of it in the experience. We said also that what you actually want to do in, in your life or in your professional career is the impact and the change in the company. So as you say, you have a situation A and you want to come to situation B. Mm. which goes back to the quote of your grandmother, look at the change and the impact you can make. So you followed what you said at the very beginning. Your grandmother had a great influence <laughs> on you. <laughs> you see why I'm asking that question at the beginning. <laughs> and the third aspect of the conversation that I would summarize here is probably what we also develop is, is the role of people and the qualification of people and the development of people. So who have the trusts and who have the entrepreneurial vision and spirit to get to the end because it is a tough life as an entrepreneur. Sure, sure. That's, that's true. And your question is? <laughs> well, that was my conclusion of the summary of the three. <laughs> of the three well, I, I'm, I'm a very lucky my, man. My invitation was, what is your last word? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, man. And come back to the last point. I'm very lucky because I have three uh, three kids. So uh, one uh, one boy and two very nice daughters, and there are three entrepreneurs. So I'm very happy to have to have passed these elements to my to my. Uh, son and daughters, and I see uh, how they, they evolve in this difficult uh, world because uh, the environment is changing and still difficult and unpredictable. I think that uh, we are entering into uh, a difficult time because we need, uh, let's say, a lot of agility, which is not always easy because when you are older, you need stability and the world is not offering us a lot of stability. So agility should be or is today one of the key elements to survive and to develop his business. Jill, that was a fantastic closing. I couldn't have done it better. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for the wisdom you shared, the experience you shared, the positive energy you brought over in this conversation. And I'm looking forward to um, meeting you in person for a coffee or whatever when we get the opportunity in town. Thank you very much, Louis. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Diplomacy. Please explore our website www.corporate-diplomat.com or our LinkedIn page. I hope you have enjoyed. Feel free to subscribe and hit the follow button. Have a great day.